This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. And after our last show, we received a lot of requests for another interview. And today, he is back. Tonight's special guest is George Cavaslas, with part two of our journey home. Apparently, there was so much more to discuss. George Cavaslas will be with us shortly. To listen to tonight's full show, become a member. Just go to our website, VeritasShow.com, click on the subscribe button, and receive instant access. Don't wait any longer. For only $7.95 per month, you can listen to all of our material, hundreds of hours in CD audio quality and take Veritas with you wherever you go. And also, Veritas TV. And in the next few days, speaking of Veritas TV, I will be uploading a few interviews recorded at my last East City visit. 
One is with professional videographer and one of my favorite UFO documentarians, John Kelly, where he'll demonstrate all of his equipment as we film UFOs at East City. Also, I had the pleasure of meeting Regina Meredith and her husband, Scott, from Conscious Media Network. I will also upload a conversation she and I had about our journeys and our respective projects. A very interesting and candid conversation. I really enjoyed it and look forward to sharing all of this and more with you. And visit the Veritas store where you can purchase our 8GB USB drives with Seasons 1 or 2 with bonus material or even MMS. What is MMS? Go to the past shows. Do yourself a favor. Listen to Jim Humble's interview entitled Jim Humble versus the FDA. And if you need to get in touch with me, click on the contact button of our website and also join me on Facebook. Did you know that there is now scientific proof showing that solar flares are transmuting carbon-12 atoms into carbon-7? Carbon-12 is the most abundant form of carbon, accounting for about 99% of all known forms of carbon. It is the isotope of carbon that consists of six protons, six electrons, and six neutrons. 666. Does that sound familiar? We are now at the very threshold of the most significant shift humanity has ever experienced. It is the time for all the secrets to be revealed. Now the Earth has spoken through signs. Is Comet Elenin really a comet? Why is it changing speed and course? Is the Earth cabal operating from the Moon and Mars? Why was the Moon placed here to remove harmony from planet Earth? For answers to these and many more questions, George Cavasilas is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Barbara Hand Clow, and you're listening to Veritas. George Cavasilas has had an incredible variety of experiences, including traveling up through the dimensions of our universe and rediscovering what life here on this planet is all about. It is more significant than you are led to believe. George shares his knowledge and wisdom gained over a lifetime of extraordinary experiences, including meeting and interacting on and off-world with many different ET races, both benevolent and malevolent. George shares his comprehensive understanding of the ascension process and the two main phases of our DNA's transformation into Homo Illuminus, or human, or correctly, or more correctly, God-man. And directly from Victoria, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. As he starts his North American tour, I would like to welcome 
George Cavasla is back to Veritas. Hello, George, and welcome back. How are you? Very well, thanks, Mel. <laughs> oh, gee, it's great to be with you. I've, I really enjoyed our last discussion, and uh, I got a lot out of it myself. I learned a lot, and it's uh, just an honor and a pleasure to be um, talking uh, life with you once again. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. I'm very excited because it seems that we left so much unanswered back then, and we have so many questions. But before we started, and by the way, you just arrived in Canada uh, yesterday because you're starting your tour, right? Tell us a little bit more about the tour that you're going to be starting soon. Yeah, it's a, it was a big trip and a little bit jet lagged, but I'm sure I'll be fine. I, I go in a different uh, energetic space when I do this because um, more of me becomes present. So, uh, yeah, I don't, won't feel the jet lag effects as much. And um, it's very exciting because this part of the world has, has just been, especially Canada, I've been f- wanting to come to Canada all my life. So, for me, on a personal level, it's very exciting. I really feel the vibration of the land here and uh, enjoy the natural environment very much. And also excited about meeting great people. You really, that's the one thing about the journey I'm on. I get to meet some fantastic people and uh, um, going into the States as well, very excited about that because there's, um, you know, the energetic patterns of the US at the moment. It's it's really interesting times of uh, the way that country is evolving and uh, it's, it's, it's transmutational processes for me. It's metamorphosis. Um, it's it's playing a big role and there are certain characters you know you have a movie and there are certain characters that play a more significant role than others and collectively i'd say when you look at on the global um scale if you look at countries as personalities and as characters in a movie then um, from that perspective then america is one of the main actors in in this movie we are on on the planet well and we we seem to be getting ready to press a reset button over here but uh, before we started our discussion, you mentioned Saturn. And I want to talk about this right from the beginning because recently I spoke to another guest about the peculiarities of Saturn. What do you want to tell us about Saturn? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people discussing it now. I, I mentioned it to a lot of friends uh, quite a few years ago. And, you know, I never really, I, I focused in the last few years on more the, the lower vibrational levels of control which have to do with the moon and the Mars and uh, linking back to the Orion Nordics. And that's one arm, that's one branch of this intergalactic cabal. And that's, um, you know, for beings who are on a particular vibrational pattern, you know, more on the scientific realms and more on, um, even though extraterrestrial, even using really high-level technologies, there's still that vibrational energetic arm of this cabal and the, and the energies that uh, of control that stream in through that are more physically um, physical in nature, even though they use, well, it depends on your uh, definition of what physical is, I suppose, um, because of the technology that they're using, that the way they go about it by genetic manipulation and mind control programs and the types of mind control programs. I mean, it's, it's how they are infiltrating into our psyche, the levels, the vibrational levels of, uh, the human psyche that they're infiltrating and uh, and man- manipulating. So when it comes to Saturn, it's it's a different kind of control. It's uh, it's a much more sophisticated level. It's much higher. It's the um, in our solar system, it's the archetype of the um, Great White Brotherhood. So you're talking about uh, when you're talking about duality, you've got the negative side of the scales. Well, exactly uh, across from that, and the equal opposite and alter ego of the dark is the white positive. Uh, 
um, what we call the white positive uh, love and light energy. Um, so, you know, it's it's exactly on, on across from it. And a lot of the uh, positive white love and light um, en- energies and, and beings that um, occupy that domain in the universe uh, so kind of see themselves as though they are above the negative and they're not, they're across from it. And so the realms um, which I'm uh, basically, the, and the perspectives that I'm coming from is if you take th- both of those energetic expressions and you blend them into one, then that version of love and light is is different. Um, it's coming from beyond the arena and the domains of the version of duality that we are experiencing here in these lower domains of the universe. And so the uh, what's really fascinating is about the rings of Saturn. So if you really cl- closely look at the rings, to feel and to think that they are a natural occurring anomaly, I would say people need to look at them just a little bit closer, and you will see that they are actually by design. Um, there's a lot of things. Uh, I mean, you know, people just got to look at the moon in a very simplistic, in a very logical, in a very rational manner, and in a very simplistic way. And by just observations, as you and I discussed before, um, if you look at the moon and its its behavior, its characteristics, uh, the way it spins on its axis, the way it's positioned to perfectly block out the sun in a, an eclipse, the way it's synchronized with the reproductive cycles of the menstrual cycles of the feminine, the way it's um, craters only go to a certain depth, so it's really like dimples on a golf ball. You know, there's just so many anomalies with the moon. You just got to go. Well, what are the chances? You know, right? And that's a great, great uh, quote that uh, you said in our discussion, and I'm using it quite a lot because it is. What are the chances? And then if you take that same approach now, and you apply that approach, um, you know, because you know, going back to the moon, it's so obvious that that is by design. It's been specifically placed in that orbit, and uh, it's serving a purpose. So if people want to think, continue to think that that is a, a naturally occurring body, then they really need to rethink um, their mindset. They've got to really ask the question, why do I want to continue to believe that the moon is a naturally occurring thing? So, um, the, so when you approach now that same uh, concept and you just with logic, with reason, rationality and common sense and, uh, and, 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 you know, you let go of belief systems and you just approach the rings with the same um, mind, not, not, well, you could say mindset, but even beyond the mind, you just, from an organic essence point of view, and you look at it and you go, okay, look at those rings. They are so perfect. And each set of rings is made up of a different substance. And you think, okay, so what is the functionality of those rings? What What is their purpose? Why would someone so specifically... Um, place these kind of rings there in the way they have been placed because there is evidence that exists now that these rings are being created. Um, there is also evidence that there was rings there and some rings have now disappeared. So why? What are these rings doing? And um, one person came out with the idea that they could be like a receiving, um, like a, a radar dish that receives signals. Um, I'm, I'm going to present my understanding of what the rings are, and I got this from my own consciousness, from my own 
uh, intuitive uh, connection to uh, the energetic patterns of our solar system and, and the, the, the consciousness of Saturn itself and, uh, and the consciousness of the solar system. And when you look at those rings, they're actually like tuning rings. So what they're doing is, um, if you look at the archetype of Saturn, and who and what he is and the consciousness of the planet and the con and, and the actual um, vibrational patterns of Saturn and the being of Saturn, what he is, who he represents, his his behavior of, of this energy of self-righteousness, this energy of judgment. Um, and then you look at our religions and you look at this God construct matrix and then you look at, and I'm talking about the creator of the universe, I'm talking about the religious God deities now. And then you look at the um, these sort of archetypal behavioral patterns and then you look at the fact that there's a struggle going on between the sun who is, which is a fractal of the creator creative consciousness of the universe and then you have a look at this there's other archetypal force that's going on that wants himself to claim to be the creator of all things hence a religious deity then you know you've got to look at the structure in our solar system because you know, for us to be entertaining those ideas, for us to be living those concepts, for us to actually be experiencing these religious dogmatic constructs, then there has to be the foundational energetic templates to facilitate that in our environment for us to have that experience. So when you look at the way a solar system is constructed, um, you know, for, so beings can have incarnational experiences within those domains, within those realities, so you've got to look at it from the point of view, okay, so what is it in our solar system that is actually facilitating those energetic patterns? And it's Saturn. And, and those tuning, those rings are actually like tuning rings, like a, like a tuning fork for a musician, you know? And they, what, are the, what they're doing is creating um, harmonics within our solar system. And through, through these harmonics, it's calibrating, it's adjusting. It's kind of like this... This entity of Saturn is trying to take control of the soul system, you know, and it's trying to take that control away from the consciousness of the sun. Now, I'm talking about the, the, the battle that's going on, on a cosmic level, you know. Um, you know, you've got to get out of just the human drama and you've got to look at this from a much greater picture because if you understand that every planet is a being, every star is a being, every galaxy is a being, then you understand that there's a whole lot of cosmic dramas that are at play as well on all these different levels of life. And, uh, you know, we've gone straight into the big stuff here, Mel. <laughs> so, so when you look at what Saturn is actually doing, those rings play a very, very, very important role. I have to mention a couple of people. I don't know if you've heard of the name Dr. Norman Bergram, but he oh. used to work with... Uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and then in the 80s, he wrote a book, an excellent book, very scientific, called The Ringmakers of Saturn. He took the actual pictures from the Voyager. They're not even, they're not digital. That They're what the Voyager, Voyager brought back. And he came to the conclusion that there are a craft mining those rings. Then a few weeks ago, I interviewed Dr. Angela Thompson-Smith, who's a remote viewing instructor and many other many other uh, uh, aspects that she deals with. But uh, some people who read that book, Dr. Bergham's book, commissioned her to remote view to see if what, what Dr. Bergham was saying was right. And her conclusion was also she remote viewed craft mining those rings. It really makes you wonder why. 
and these these craft, uh, uh, George, some of them are hundreds and hundreds of miles long, sometimes even thousands of miles long. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.